0: Are you searching for a deeper understanding of yourself and your place in the world? Do you yearn for more balance, more peace and purpose in your life? Well, look no further than the Intuitive Revolution Podcast, your trusted source for holistic insights and intuitive guidance. I'm your host, Alicia Fariselli, and I am ready to take you on a journey to inner peace and balanced well-being. Welcome to this special episode of the Intuitive Revolution Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Ferriselli, and I am so excited to share with you a podcast I recorded with Ms. Sharon Navaz. She is a transformative career coach based out of St. Petersburg, Florida. She was super kind to let me come on her podcast and discuss how to use intuition into your business. I hope you enjoy.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another episode of the Socialistic Approach Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Sharon, and today we have a special guest, Alicia Ferriselli. Yes. <laughs> who is with us today, and our topic today is really interesting interesting and fun, which is how to tap and use your intuition to be involved not only in your business, but overall in life. Yeah. How tapping into that can make some really I would say undiscover progress is progress that often we're seeking, but at times we do not understand that we can achieve it literally through our intuition. So I welcome my guests and introduce yourself to our audience so they know all about you.
0: Yes, I'm Alicia Ferrisselli. I am an intuitive, I call it intuitive or intu- intuition coach. I focus on helping people grow their business, grow their life, grow any areas of their relationships they want by just tapping into their intuition and trusting the God given source that you have inside of you. So I've gone through multiple businesses, launched, um, had success, had failures, did not know that tapping into my intuition was really the way to go. So I'm I just love sharing this with people. I know. A lot of people,
1: so many people talk about their intuition and although they say, see, my intuition told me this and I felt you know, had the sixth sense about it, that very thing that has proven itself over and over and over again, we still question. Yes. So I think this is a subject to still revisit and constantly in our lives, because it's something we carry with us all the time. And I think there's so many external forces and distractions that work towards us being, getting away from being able to understand and hear and discern our intuition.
0: Yes. Society doesn't teach us this. This is something we're born in. So if you look at children, children are born and they look at their, in- they really tap into their intuition. They tap into their feelings and their thoughts and they tie it all together and they have a knowing. And then as we get older, we start hearing, you know, our parents start coming in with their, their opinions and their fears and all their past experiences on top of them. We have teachers coming in and they're, they're putting, pushing all their fears and stuff and how this one little box, almost like a box of how you're supposed to behave, how you're supposed to act. And you're not supposed to trust yourself. You're supposed to trust your teachers, your parents, your, you know, authority or any authoritative figures in your life. That's what you're taught to trust. You're not taught to trust yourself. So it's really getting back into almost a, I'm not the child. Like I always tell my clients, I'm like, look at it from a child's perspective. How would a child see it? You know, they see the joy in things. They see things are curious, your intuition is a very, a place to start your curiosity with. So really just people like, how do you get into your intuition? Sit and listen. Yes. How does it feel? How, how do you feel in this moment? And is it a fearful moment? And then you have to kind of start digging a little deeper if you're not used like naturally like, oh, this is my definitely intuition. Is this fear speaking to me or is this my intuition speaking to me?
1: Yes. And you'll to feel it in your speed. body. Two things came up for me as you were speaking about that. One is that sometimes it's that simple. Sometimes it's not that complicated and we overly complicate it. And then we go into this state of mind where we're overthinking and that's where we lose sight of what initially drew that kind of brainstorming in us, right? Like we're kind of brainstorming through it. And the other thing is that us not being sensible to our intuition and our voice actually makes us really sensitive and a victim even of celebrity culture i Id- you know why we have an idol based mindset you know in our society we always look at somebody else to look at for guidance and directions and it's okay we in community that exists right but it's to the point where like there's a complete dependence on what this is dictating in your life rather than absorbing that as information to then connect with yourself again
0: yes i love you said that so we have so much information especially i'm taking as a business owner and you can take as a, a manager or a leadership role we are told to follow a thousand different people they don't even agree with themselves so who are you supposed to follow Excuse, excuse me, I jumped up. Hey, we're <laughs> alive in color. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, Um. so you're taught to follow all these people. Yet we don't ever sit back and think, is this really what we want?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just because someone else wants something doesn't mean that's what we want. Or that's even right. in alignment with what our purpose is. Marketing is mm-hmm. such a great example of that. We're told, be on social media, be on all the social medias, but only be on two social medias. You need to be on TV. It used to be like you need to be on TV and print. Need to tile the stuff up. I have a background in marketing. It's like then you get so much like, what do you do? And the people start freezing. Instead of looking at, I don't like like I'll do videos, but I'm not. That's not my my favorite thing to do. So I kind of limit those. I do them at a certain time when I'm feeling intuitively led and I have a message to, leave, to give out. Mm. I don't just start throwing up content, mm. which I used to do, which got great results, but then I burnt out really quickly so now i do things that i want to do and going back and spending my mornings are are like the great a great example i'll start journaling and then i'm like something a message will come to me that needs to be shared out that's when i'll share it out Mm. something comes to me intuitively i get so much better results from that than just throwing stuff out and hoping it sticks
1: yeah that's so important because i think there's a um this mindset of like, I should be doing it this way. And I'm like, where's that should coming from? And I was able to be in a panel on Tuesday from the group that we know each other from, which is girl boss here in San Pete, um, Florida, because we do have some, you know, national and international listeners. Yeah. And one of the things that we were talking about was self-care, but real self-care and, Eileen asked this question and it was around, you know, what do you think a lot of, especially business owners, women in business are are missing in that? And I said, I think what we're missing is overall what our self care should look like for us. You know, we're so um, surrounded by the subsidizing of self care, especially after COVID. And we've lost sight of what that really means for us. And so we go into this mindset of, well, I maybe should try that or so-and-so said that really worked for them. And But you haven't asked yourself not only how should self-care look for me, questions like what do I desire behind this, right? What is my objective for my life?
0: Yeah.
1: How do I want to add quality to my life? Yeah. Because those things are around the whys and the care. Like, why am I doing this, right? Why? How do I care for myself? in the way that I need it, not the way that I think I should or would like to, et cetera. And that means sometimes going into a coaching session that you might feel a ton of resistance to do because you're going to work on something difficult. And you know what? Right now, either your feelings or your mind does not want to do that. You are going to a therapy session or you're going like me. I started working out and I'm doing baby steps again. When you're in chronic pain, you don't want to go through that right. workout. So, but there's a difference between, you know, really uncovering that why. Where's the intention and where's my discernment leading me? And walk out some of the noises that are happening around us.
0: Yes. And I love you said that. I feel like the health industry is going, it's, it's so confusing now because we have, mm-hmm. I'm going to get into that. We have our Western medicine which is great. Mm. And there's times and news. then you have your Easter medicine, which is coming back, but it's all these things. And so it's like, should I be doing red light therapy? Should I be, obviously like, I'm going to tell everybody to meditate just because it's getting you in touch with yourself. Should I be doing yoga? Should I be doing this and, this and this and this and this? It's all these multiple things together and they're all great tools. But if you're not having the intention and purpose behind what you're looking at for say health goals wise, it's no point of it. I mm-hmm. used to, and I tell people like, I used to want to run. I want, Used to want to be a runner. I spent probably three, four years running almost every day. Hated it. I absolutely hated it. Why am I running? Because <laughs> everyone else was. But intuitively, I knew this was not good for me, which was bad for my knee. Mm. I can't. I can still run, but it's still. It's really screwed my knee up. And so I knew intuitively this is not what I need to be doing, but I kept doing it. Hmm. And it was mm-hmm. not relieving. It was causing more stress. People do it. No, I'm not saying running is great. It you know, helps a lot of people with like their stress levels. It did the opposite to me. Yeah. So that's kind of an example of going through and doing what other people think you should be doing. And it's almost like you want to try to fit into the club instead of being yourself. And that goes back into the being authentic to who you are. Yeah. yeah. And really, you're just trying to
1: find find the voice in all this. Yes.
0: Yeah. But it can come. It can, I do think that
1: it can come easier. So, when you and I were talking, we talked about four key things to keep in mind when you're wanting to understand intuition in business mm-hmm. because we can apply it in life. But in business, we have like another like wall there, right? that we have to sometimes really break through, yeah, which is that most business and work environments are very construct in a particular way to keep employees in a certain mindset, in a certain routine. And that even gets dragged into entrepreneurship for sure. Oh yeah. Because at some point, most of us work for someone else and we carry that understanding of how work in a business looks like. And yeah. so, but these things are boundaries. Big The one. word <laughs> of like the century, I feel like. And we're still the going back years. and back boundaries and back with it. everywhere. <laughs> abundant mindset people and showing up out- authentically yes and some of these words are so overused right now like the mindset the authenticity boundaries I was talking to someone they're like I don't even like using the word authenticity just to stay yeah. real I'm like I, I, I part of me was like oh heartbroken because I'm like I know it's overused, but it still means something. And we still want to talk about this, but I totally get it. Like everybody's ears are like, uh, because it's been so overmarketed. But these things are real, these things are ongoing work, and this is why the discussions are going to continue around this. And in the workplace, if these things don't exist, then we're going to come crashing at some point. You know, we can't only have them in our personal life. No, work is our personal life because we're we're a whole person. Yeah. So we take that everywhere we go. So how let's start with boundaries. How can boundaries help your intuition and how do they apply in business?
0: Boundaries to me are are so tied to intuition. If first of all, you need to defined okay let's go back boundaries are overused yes but they're still overused because we haven't figured it out as a society mm-hmm. and so they're going to continue to go and it may it may be going on forever but boundaries are big and a lot of this comes about with like the me too movement all the movements that came through all the you know racial issues all the sexism things going on people have are like we're done we're tired of it we're we're done not to get political all that stuff but that's when that started coming and people were like, oh, well, we need change, change needs to happen. And in order for change to happen, you have to set those boundaries. It's very mm-hmm. easy to set. It's not, I don't say very easy. It's very easy to know what to set in relationships. You know what you want. You know what you don't want. You know, what makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Tie that into business. <laughs> what clients set you? Clients are the biggest, I think probably the biggest hurdle for boundaries for entrepreneurs. Because especially mm-hmm. starting off, we want everybody, we want to be liked. Everybody wants to be liked. They want to feel safe. And all the, that's what people's ultimate goal is. However, if you don't know what type of client you want to work with, you're not doing them a service. You're doing them a disservice and yourself. You're never going to grow your business if you keep taking on everyone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I did that. Like I, the classic examples, right? I had owned an event, event business. I took on everybody. By the end, I fired them all, but five clients. Wow. And had 20 something, 20, 21 clients a month. Real estate, same thing. You want to buy a house? I'm right there. It wasn't a, a buying learning. It was a almost a hungry like hustle mm-hmm. mentality. Desperation
1: takes us to many places. Desperation,
0: <laughs> yes. If you don't have, and it, it took me a year and a half to figure out boundaries. I'm not working. You're not going to be treated this way. How do you want to be treated in your business?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you want to feel at the end of the day that you did a great job and they respect you. Mm-hmm. That to me, that's what boundaries are in, in a business. It goes down into your vendors to, I mean, again, it's, to me, it's, I see the biggest dysfunction here um, with clients, taking mm-hmm. on the right clients and you can sit, yeah. love a client from afar and you can respect them and you don't have, they, you don't have to accept their, their business.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that it- especially for someone who's very client center, you know, who really prioritizes that, which is such a great quality. I mean, you know, this is one of the biggest things that you need, right. When you're either providing products or services, but that doesn't mean that there can be balance. And I think that's what boundaries bring. They bring a sense of balance. And when we look at business, we're still coming from a place of needs, values, and what needs a limitation around it. It, it? And the thing I think sometimes we we feel confused by when it comes to boundaries in general is that we view the limitation as a self-limitation rather than a protection, a limitation for the things that don't belong in that area around that thing that we want to protect. That's why it's so important to, to visit your values again, which ones are not being met and which ones are and why your needs, right? Do I need to have that on my calendar? It's very different from, oh, um, I'm thinking of putting that in my calendar. Do I need that in my calendar? Why? Yeah. And so, example, for a business person who spreads their self then, right? Cause there's also the self boundaries and they're all over the place. When we're working together sometimes on these things from a coach standpoint, there is a disvalue sometimes with how they're managing their schedule. And I'm like, sometimes your schedule is literally one of those tangible actions that mean everything right now to you, mm-hmm. right? And they they have to start envision it differently. If you're not making enough time for joy and creativity and mm-hmm. physical activity and the things that matter just as much in that calendar... Then everything just becomes accessible, right? Because all this supposedly free time now is being filled in by random business things, rather than being intentional about it. And so I, I think about boundaries also as far as how overexerted, especially uh, not only people in business but people who have demanding careers and be in text after work hours and feeling obligated that they need to respond because everything's always an emergency and an alarm and like, uh and I mean, it's gotten to the point that people have even the audacity to question why you didn't respond to something after hours. And they place people in that position where they have to say, well, I'm not working, which should be the obvious, right? But that's how, how far people in business will cross your boundaries and why I think, you would definitely make a great point of you protect your boundaries, you you stay very in tune with what's priority, and then you're more connected to your intuition.
0: How are you gonna know what you want? If you let you say yes to everything. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's a great way to learn what you don't want. <laughs> mm-hmm. But how do you want how do you know what you want in your business, what you like if you don't say no?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you're taking on everything you're doing everything and I see this was that's not the business owners is like well I want to do this well I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this and this this. have boundaries within yourself too I have to have the this is the biggest thing for me because I want to do everything I want to experience everything I'm just free I want to go out but I know I won't come I cannot commit time wise and especially energetic wise to doing everything so I have to say no to things that even though it it breaks my heart in a way I still have to say no, because intuitively, I know this is not the best path for me. This is not no. going to lead to my purpose where I want to be. And again, the other thing about boundaries is we can be very rigid with boundaries. We can, that's, I think that's kind of where it gets overused is that it's almost an excuse. Well, you went over my boundary.
1: Mm-hmm. And so we
0: use that as an excuse. We have to really look at what a boundary is. A boundary yes. is something that makes you feel uncomfortable that doesn't set in with who you are and your purpose. It's it's uncomfortable, as in not not fearful. It's not bringing that out. It's bringing out something that does not settle right, which goes back. You can go into your intuition and figure out what are your boundaries.
1: What is mm-hmm. the feeling
0: behind that?
1: Yeah. Again, what's protecting your needs? What's protecting your values? Like the yeah. core of who you are. Yeah. And like you said, it, it it and boundaries can literally be a completely different subject. Oh yeah. Because. Then you get into understanding healthy boundaries versus porous and then rigid boundaries.
0: Right. Because
1: just because you know how to say no does not mean that you have healthy boundaries. Right. Because you might be overprotecting yourself around everything and you're like, well, I have no problem saying no. Yeah, but you have a problem saying yes. And you have a problem, you know, being optimistic and open-minded about opportunities that you might be missing out in this yeah. little shell that you yes. created around, no, yeah. right? Yeah. So th- there's a balance with that where we do have a, to have a sense of flexibility. Like you said, how do we make that unique to us? It comes down to our intuition. What is that discerning? What is that telling us? Yeah. So you mentioned abundant mindset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's talk about it.
0: That's another- what, is
1: that, what does that mean? And how do we? how do we uphold that in this economy, especially?
0: That's funny because that's another over buzz. I call buzzword, but there's mm-hmm. not really a better term that I've came up with for abundant mindset. Abundance, people think, oh, it's money flow. It's all this luxury stuff, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's not a that that that's abundance on a certain level, but that's not abundance. Abundance is knowing that no matter what happens, more's coming in. The right things for you. What's for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not everything. You ask for this Lamborghini. It's how you ask for it. Are you asking for it? I, let's go back to this. So I, I work my clients. The big thing I'm working with them now is on how to ask in and receive. If we're asking in from what we don't want, we're not giving a clear picture of what we do want. I don't mm-hmm. want a, a job that has, or I don't I'll go back to relationships. I don't want a relationship that he cheats on me. Well, there's multiple other things out there. Define Mm -hmm. what you want. Stop focusing on what you don't want. Because you're still putting out, you're confusing. You don't even know what you want. How is how are you going to how do you know what to receive if you don't know what you want? So Mm -hmm. abundance to me is knowing exactly what you want, having faith that it's going to come through because you deserve it. And so to get Mm -hmm. really into the abundance, it gets down to your self-worth. You have to learn to receive stuff in. Everything's out there that you could possibly want. And this was the hardest lesson for me personally to learn. It's out there. I was not receiving it in. And mm-hmm. I was wondering, why is it not coming? It's like sitting right in front of my face. But <laughs> I wouldn't let it in.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So important. The thing is that boundaries
1: are so related to that because that is key in defining what you want, what you don't want, what's authentic to you, what isn't. Once you have that kind of more structure, then you can say, these are the things that I am welcoming. And I think another key to manifestation, let's say, right? Or uh, uh, a receiving um, and seeing some of the things that you have been desiring for some time is that you think about it and then you say it, but you also do it. So you have to have like the mindset is the driver to help you do those things faithfully In faith that you will see what you are trying to manifest, what you're trying to put out there, what you're praying, hoping, whatever case, it can't just be a prayer, it can't just be a hope, it can't just be a meditation. There's work behind it, but your mindset is your biggest driver of this. If you think you're not deserving of something, like you said, it can be handed in a silver platter. And, like you're not, up and down. <laughs> you're not, I'll give you an example. There is people that I work with and fear maybe a factor or some type of limited mindset. And until they don't see that that is a wall that we have to really break through, yeah. not even climb, let's just break through it. Right. You can't get to the next thing in career or in business because again, if there's something related to your worth or fear, you're 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 not good enough for it or you're not capable of it like again it can be like i'm here knock knock and you're like i don't recognize you because i don't think that i'm worthy of that so i never imagined you this way so yeah. and we stay stuck
0: we do and another so people the audience pay attention to what you're not letting like if somebody is giving you a compliment and you say mm-hmm. oh no 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 you're not receiving it in why should, if you can't receive a compliment, why, how can you receive a million dollars you want? If you can't receive something in as small and a receive mm. help, if you can't receive that in, how is it? We're good about you, go back, going to go back to the universe. How is any, how you're not ready?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You don't know how to receive that. So that is like baby steps to getting it to learning to receive, like the abundance. Another thing I find like we're having um business owners go in and they get so excited. We're going to start up. We're going to get our business going. And then all of a sudden it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then Susie Q down the road ha- opened the same exact business. You see in the coaching all the time and other stuff. And this was really prevalent in real estate. They're killing it. They just got it. And all of a sudden they've gotten, they understand why it's not happening for me. There's not enough out there for me. And the scarcity mindset sets in. Especially mm-hmm. with our economy going on. Or things are a little crazy. Scarcity setting in. Don't l- don't let that happen. Don't. There's so much out there. So go back and look at it. what what are you not receiving, letting received in. You find a, a you really get money. Ten dollars comes in. Celebrate the heck out of that. You get a check and a check in the mail for a penny. That's something coming in. Start receiving the small things in, so you're ready for the big things, because it's not going to mm-hmm. happen if you're not ready for the big thing. You're not gonna be able to yeah. handle it. It's not going to. It's not going to matter. And the whole point of getting to that process getting to the getting to that abundant what you're what you're trying to manifest in is the process getting there and the le- lessons you're learning
1: mm-hmm. that's the
0: biggest gift that you're getting it's nice to have a million dollars come in it's nice yeah. to have a new Mercedes come in mm-hmm.
1: but
0: if they just start showing in you're not learning anything
1: Absolutely. and the whole point we're here
0: is to learn and here's a little
1: nugget to that I feel like sometimes what you're trying to embody in every which way is actually shifting you to change. Because that thing that you want is telling you, yes, but this is the process to get there and you're gonna have to change or modify or grow in these areas so that you can receive it the way that is worthy of being received and for your own benefit. And we don't see the grace and the things that are working in our favor. Sometimes we're wearing that progress. And what, like you said, scarcity mindset, limited mindset, blinds us from seeing the favor that's there as well, while we're walking through this, it, that it requires us to change as well. Yes. And what, what a favor and grace that is, right? Like to say, yes. I get to change in this process for the better as well, not only to receive
0: this i'm gonna be a stronger person when you be better
1: mm-hmm.
0: and what you're really looking for is not that physical object or that title you're looking for the mm-hmm. feeling you can have that anytime you want mm-hmm. and that's really where abundance and manifestation comes from it's all in the feeling mm-hmm. the i don't say it's a quick fix but it's the easiest way to start getting what you want in life what you want out of your life it's just change the feelings change the emotions behind mm-hmm. it and gratitude, I know gratitude's another word that gets another buzzword that goes through everybody's talking about, but there's so much truth in gratitude. And there's such a difference in being thankful, which I think is where we kind of got and being grateful, like really grateful, grateful, such a feeling inside of you, you know, mm-hmm. it's the feeling of nothing in life could ever, I, there's nothing could get better. I'm at my top peak and you can make yourself feel that way. Mm-hmm. just appreciating the little things and having gratitude, not th- thankfulness, but gratitude for it.
1: Yes, gratitude, and it, I think it's a state of feeling and seeing the favor. Yeah, the things are are working in your favor, and the grace that you do have. Everybody has grace, no right. matter how low you think you are right now. Like it exists. Um, and the way that we think about those things matters so much. Yeah, and the way that we connect with people that bring that into their lives matters so much, which is the next thing, right? Yeah. It's you know, we, we have boundaries, boundaries, I think are, are lead a lot of this, you know, we got to do the work in ourselves and understand what's ours, what isn't. Then we work on this mindset that helps us define like where our focus is. And then there's people like we need to have a sense of community in our lives, but in also in business. And then how do we understand, how do we Kind of like work, right? Grow that intuition. Like it's kind of like a workout. What is the exercise for our intuition so that we use it in our favor to attract the right people?
0: So take, take note of the top five people. Now you hear this all the time. It's so true. The top five people that you hang out with are who you become. Take note of them. What are their personalities? What do you like about them? If you can't come up and they don't give you a good heavy feeling, they got to go. That's another boundary mm-hmm. issue, and you can do it with love and grace and peacefully.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because just because they're atta- they're they're surrounded by you does not mean that you have to continue to to feed yeah. off their energy. If their energy is bringing you down, they got to they have to go, no matter who they are. And I'm telling you, you can within limitations, you know community find and that's what like girl boss is awesome because it's so many women coming in and we're all uplifting each other and we're all wanting to find root for each other find that but also find people who who do you want to be like who are your your three take three people that could be Mm. whoever is that you and take what they who are they what qualities do they have how did they get there why do you want to follow their path that's the biggest thing is it intuitively fit with you?
1: Mm-hmm. That's the
0: time you're going to find that that's your intuitive. I love yeah. Oprah, for instance. She's fantastic. What does Oprah do? She works hard, but she is very big on self-care. By self-care, she takes care of herself. She has mm-hmm. boundaries. She has respect for others and shows love to others. Mm-hmm. Those are the qualities I want. That's where I want to be. So I follow that. Dolly Parton's another good example. I talk about Dolly Parton all the time. <laughs> I love Dolly. So he's like, I mean, it. how can you not? You're like, I'm sorry if you don't love Dolly, then. <laughs> Dolly I don't Parton know. Just, you know. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta go back
1: to my intention and question that about you. <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, she's just as kind, genuine. That's that who I align with. Find those people and follow who they are. Mm. Then find people who are in the same. I don't want to say caliber in the, the same direction. Yes. If you're a business owner, I'm going to tell you, this is going to stop going out partying, spend mm-hmm. more time with yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Take care of your body, take care of your health, take care of everything else, and it will fall back in line.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When you start taking care of yourself, people are going to fall off because that's universal. You're done. You cannot mm-hmm. go to a to a next level if you have people dragging you down. Yeah. So finding that community, community starts with small, small, small community, and you can build bigger communities. To find those opportunity and the opportunities in the bigger communities are going to come in the smaller sections. Mm -hmm.
1: Getting to know,
0: getting to know other people. Get to Mm -hmm. know that you need that. Find people, find other people who are in tap with their intuition. Yes. Do what they're doing.
1: (laughs) And I, I feel like those people should. Another way I feel like of being able to see the green or the red flags is do those people understand respect your boundaries even encourage them right do those people um carry an abundance mindset encourage yours inspire yours because i I was just talking about um, motivation versus inspiration
0: and Mm -hmm. that we're relying
1: so much on motivation rather than what inspires us to live the way that we're living to begin with or to do some of the things that we're doing to begin with because motivation can easily become a reward system, right? And that is one that I will agree that's so overused, and oh, we yeah. need to go back to inspiration rather than motivation. Um, yeah. But are those people really embodying it? And even if they're not quite where you're at, do they at least bring that out of you, right? Because yeah. we have long-term friends, right? Where Maybe they're not an entrepreneur. Maybe they don't have a drive for certain things like you do, but do, do at least, do they support it? That's
0: do it. they, do they you support know, you, yeah.
1: They see the vision with you. You know, are they one of your biggest cheerleaders, right? So again, they're still respecting your boundary. They're still feeding that abundance mindset. And, you know, if anything, they're at least this, you know, ongoing support in what you're doing, right? They're not yeah. dragging you away from yourself and away from the things that are working in your favor
0: yeah and take note of the conversations that go on and very Mm -hmm. quietly exit negative conversations quickly Mm -hmm. you'll find especially in workplaces that's the biggest drain of your energy
1: oof yes and when you drain (laughs) your
0: energy down you cannot tap you are not going to listen and tap into your intuition you're not going to have those boundaries because you're so tired you're drained I'll call, they're called energy vampires, I guess the technical thing. But look oh for those man, conversations. I've used that before. Yes, yeah, they are. They and are, is- and, it, and it brings like
1: um a disfocus completely on yeah. on what you sh- should be doing at work. When I was at Ulta, that was ongoing, and what some of those people that were extremely toxic in the work environment, and I had to navigate through that astro boss at times. What they didn't see and see in the feedback is you're part of the problem that you are bringing to me to resolve because you continue to focus and talk about it and look at it as a negative situation and as some personal attack. And it would just be so ongoing because they were so attached to the drama rather than being solution oriented, even though they will say, well, I want to resolve this. I'm so tired of the situation but you continue to fester it
0: They're victim. You can, you can be a victim mm-hmm. in a situation and that's different than being a victim. Yes. So, and it, the, unfortunately we live in, I feel like a society and I'm not dissing the society completely where everybody's a victim. We're all victims instead of we're, mm. we're not victims. We've created whatever we, you can create whatever you want in your life. Situations can be, can be victims in situations. But if you stay in that situation, you do become victim, mentally. Mm-hmm. And to me, that goes that goes hand in hand with that. You know,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. The victim mindset is a delicate one. That you know, it's hard to be, yeah, be called. It's hard to- you know, out on that because you're like, oh, I'm not trying to feel sorry for myself, but <laughs> and you're viewing yourself as a victim of. Life and a victim of your circumstances, rather than you say, I was a victim in this situation, and then these are the cards that unfortunately I have to play now. But how do I move forward in the way that I would like to live the rest of my life? Understanding that yes, maybe this was unfair, and I have to deal with it, but it's when we want to justify the the situation where we became a victim to lead all these years. Of wanting to be validated rather than recovering from it, and that's very different. Yeah. So, and it's and again, I say this with care: victims should be validated, but right. To what extent do do we continue in in that energy and in that mindset? And when do we open the door for real change to happen and recovery?
0: Yeah. So. And it's really hard in finding it. Like I, I was called out. I thought I had worked on it, and then my, my personal coach that I worked with, she's like, Alicia. you you're being a victim. I was like, no, I'm not. Oh yeah. My gosh. I'm going to a victim <laughs> <laughs> and from then on, you know, but looking at victim, it, like a, to me, a victim is somebody who looks at their circumstances as doom and gloom. You can't like it's happened. It's like, I'm a worthless situation. Mm. Everything's an opportunity. Every single thing that comes into your life is an opportunity mm. for something better to come in. I could be it a, even a better, a better mindset, a better lesson it's always an opportunity.
1: And I know there's listeners that are going to be like, I don't know, right? I don't know if this incident or this sexual attack or this thing was an opportunity, but life is, it, it really is what you make it. And so we're, yeah. we're not as sent for, from tragedy. We live in an imperfect, sinful world, therefore sin and imperfection yeah. and and the things that are birthed from that are going to continue to surround us. Right. And, you know, we can get deep dive into the understanding of all of that, but it's <laughs> where we have a hand, right? So yeah. like you said, any of us can be a victim at any given point, but so do we stay there, you know? Do we just stay yeah. there because this happened? Or what's the difference between those that overcome and the ones that don't? Yeah. What's the difference, right? And so and it's the an attitude. It's not a matter of, this person had more favor than you did, per se. It's not always the case. They made yeah. a conscious decision that they were not gonna stay there.
0: Yes. Because nobody deserves to be a victim. Yeah. To be in a situation, period, but to stay a victim. Nobody yes. deserves to stay in that that mindset. You've already mm-hmm. suffered enough through whatever the situation that happened. Yeah. You don't deserve that. Everyone deserves to to rise above and to to make better a better 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 life, make better of the situation. I'm not saying it's going to be great or good of the situation, but to at least overcome that.
1: Yeah, true survival. We talk about people surviving yeah. situations, and we never talk about how they survive the aftermath. Yeah, and some yeah. become these free speakers, advocates, famous yeah. even uh, you know for what they're doing in their community because they decided to be a survivor after the the math. Yeah. Right, like yeah. So, you know, and here we land on authenticity, right? <laughs> Great one for that. <laughs> what What does it feel to show up fully you? And then how can we detect performance? Like, you know how we talk about being performative in certain situations. Yes. And with certain people, we feel like we have to get into a character that's acceptable to them. So it's like, how does it feel to show up fooling yourself, right? Because I want the audience to really connect with when you're feeling these things, think back, right? When you've had those moments, that's full authenticity. And then how do you detect when you're entering that performative role?
0: (laughs) Again, it goes back to feeling. Sometimes we have, and honestly, sometimes we have to go into a performative role to get confidence. So I'm not, Mm. I'm not just saying the performative roles. Especially mm. if you're going in, if you're a manager of a co- or a CEO of a company and you have to go in and fire someone, you still have to be a performance role because nobody, will, I don't, maybe some people do, but most people don't <laughs> want to do that. So you can still be, happy, but you can still find the authenticity inside of that. Who are you? So it really goes back to digging deep into what makes you happy, joyful. Happy is a good word, joyful. What brings you joy in your mm-hmm. life? That's what you line up who your true authentic authentic self is. Now coming out as that authentic self, I don't recommend people share all the clothes off and they're like, oh, "Who's who I am?" Because you're not gonna be ready for the rejection you might get. Rejection's not bad. So when you look the, uh, to me the easiest way to to become in your to have the confidence to your authentic self after you figured out who you are, is to look at everyone else's projections are nothing but fears. Mm-hmm. Of of their selves and things that they, they wish that they could do. Mm-hmm. I, for example, there are people walking down the beach in thongs and men with makeup. People make fun of them. And I, I feel for that. I'm, I wish I had that confidence. I'm t- I'm working on that. That's mm-hmm. true confidence to be able to know. And I'm not saying that's only authentic thing. That's true. Authenticity, authenticity. They're showing up and they don't care because they're, True to who they are. And when so, when you're true to who you are, your right people, those five, those people are going to come into your life and they're going to bring greater joy. When you're authentic and who you, who you are and your life and your goals and your values, you're going to attract in the right people. The wrong people are going to fall out, but that's okay. That's just, they're not ready. That's their fears.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And there's nothing wrong with say, that. They're just not ready. Yeah.
1: I, and I think a key to authenticity is courage again. So I, I think the the ingredient, the formula to confidence is courage and fear, because a lot of people focus on like, if I was just confident enough to do this, if I was just confident enough to speak up, you know, oh, but you know, I, I feel uneasy with that. So I just kind of, I'm the peacemaker. I just want everybody to be okay. And maybe if I was as bold as you, And it really comes down to, are you courageous enough?
0: Yes. Are you courageous enough to
1: step outside of what you think you should be doing into where your heart and your feeling and your even conscious is like telling you like, there's that little voice you hear. Yeah. It's telling you to go a certain direction and you keep adding all this resistance (laughs) and excuses and all this validation supposedly for why you don't need to be doing it. And, and, and instead, getting being courageous and say, I'm going to test it. Yeah, let me test it and and see if you know if I crash. Okay, you don't have to do it again. Yeah, you don't have to do it again. But but try it. Be courageous enough to to open the door, walk through it, and see what happens. And then you will find yourself on the other side.
0: Yes. Does mm-hmm. it feel better to hold back and watch everything else, knowing you're not being your truth to yourself? Or does it feel Mm -hmm. better to stay in the truth in yourself and know that even though, no, no matter what happens on the outside, you are true to yourself and you know it's right. You did the thing that's right for you. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, 100% of the time, it's going to feel better to know that. That you did the right thing than pleasing everyone else. Because nobody, nobody is happy doing that.
1: Nobody is, and people that um, end up in like their deathbeds, what is often what happens? They re- they start thinking about all the things that they should have done, all the people that they should have, you know, either ended a relationship with or started one. You know, all the things that they wish that they would have. They come to a re- realization: all these reasons why they didn't do it are all, all of a sudden are no longer valid. It's right. like, do we want a way to get to that point to realize I co- I actually could have done that? Mm-hmm. I actually could have tried that. And I think for me personally, I just have made up my mind that I'm, I'm all in when it comes to certain things yeah. and I'm willing to see them fully out. And that means that it's going to get rough in between that journey of getting there because naturally life is happening, you know?
0: Yeah. And you still, no matter what, have someone who loves you. Mm-hmm. And if you mm-hmm. love yourself enough, it's not going to matter.
1: Mm. That's the
0: key to be nothing is loving yourself enough. Yeah. Because if you love yourself enough, it doesn't, nothing else matters. But there's always someone out there that loves you. I love this you the <laughs> There's always someone out there. They may not know you, but they have love for you. You're always loved. You've yeah. always been loved.
1: You know, it's so important you said that because I'm going to say this and and some people will be like, nah, <laughs> I don't <laughs> believe that. But I honestly feel love for people, period. Yeah. I, I, I may not even like you per se, because listen, just because you're a loving person doesn't mean you're going to be fond of everyone. People have their personalities. We have our taste, et cetera. Absolutely. I may not even like you, but just because I don't like you doesn't mean that I can't love you. And I, I have felt love and care for people that I don't necessarily feel are are healthy for me to be in communion with, but yes. I can still feel love for you. And I would still um, bet for you in some way if you needed it because mm-hmm. of that love for the community that I'm around. Yes. And that's hard to explain where that comes from. But I generally do feel that way. And like I said, liking someone has nothing to do with loving humanity and showing that love when people need it. So I do firmly believe that you're loved regardless.
0: You are loved. Mm -hmm. There is somebody that loves you. There's a universe. You believe it spiritually, whatever. There's something, something loves you. No matter what your beliefs Mm -hmm. are, you are loved. So go into it with that confidence and knowing you are loved no matter what, then find that community that will accept you for who Mm -hmm. you are. They are out there.
1: Yes, if it's, it's one, a journey, but
0: there are people out there that will love you and accept you and bring that confidence out to, of you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um.
1: I think being relatable is so important because it draws in those people that need yeah. that partnership and that community. And so I would say to that, stay relatable, share your story because yes. it's definitely a, a little like, from left behind for them to follow where that community is at. (laughs) I just visualize like following like a little pathway and you're seeing the little clues left behind. And it's sometimes the words that we say and how we treated that person at at one point. And then all of a sudden they're like, you know what, I'm receptive to you. And then they realize you belong to a community that's just like this. And then all of a sudden, 30 years, 40 years after you thought that you were alone in a lot of ways or that it was impossible for you to have friendships or all these things are and that's why it's so important to stay abundant you know to think mm-hmm. these things are possible for me it is never late right. If other people are doing it why am i any different and like you said steer away from that victim mindset that's that the victim mindset. mindset talking like well, yeah. well i'm different okay we all are <laughs>
0: everybody has been dealt a little bit of crap in their life and does not matter everybody has it's how they go about moving forward from it
1: Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. well we can I mean we can continue (laughs) going deep but you know one of the things that I would say is what would you like our audience to walk away with today
0: the biggest thing I feel like is know that you are loved, you're supported, and you can you can have that in yourself. And to do that, start with baby steps. Don't try to take on this big elephant on one step. Baby steps. Yeah. Start start learning to, to intuition. Start learning to meditate. Start with two minutes, one minute. Mm-hmm. Starting to clear some of that out, and really focus on what do you want out of your life, not yeah. what everyone else expects from you. What do you want? What do you desire? What makes you happy and joyful?
1: Yeah, and I will even go as far to adding to what you said is be okay with working with someone. Be okay with hiring yeah. someone if you need to. yeah, if this is not a lifetime commitment. You can work with someone for a month, maybe a year. Whatever you yeah. need, be open to that. If you can afford it, go for it because it is an investment that truly I wish I would have done before. Anybody who's in this field knows this, yeah. knows that they wish they were the coach that they became now, wish that they would have had a coach during those times, yeah. because we see the advantage of working with someone else and not feeling like you have to do this alone. So yeah. how can this audience, speaking about working with coaches <laughs> like us, how can the audience get in contact with you?
0: Yeah. So the best way is our website. It's Alicia Ferriselli, And I'm sure my name will be on there. <laughs> The long last name to smell.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is probably the best way to contact me. Instagram, Alicia underscore Fariseli. Mm. And that's the best way. Yeah. Awesome. Out.
1: So you're, the link will be listed in the description um, on how to contact her and learn more. We thank the audience again for tuning in. And we hope that you're walking away with a sense of self. And how to start working on your discernment through boundaries, an abundant mindset, having the right people by you, and also staying true to who you are. Thank you so much for today. Thank (laughs) you so much. This was great. (laughs)